Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service, in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans, or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture this morning comes from the Old Testament. It's from the prophet Isaiah. It's chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper and instead of the briars will the myrtle grow. This will be the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. The word of God for us, the people of God, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways, for you are our rock and our ever-present redeemer. Amen. So this sermon almost got the title Wherefore art thou? Now, now who, you know, last week we were doing a little bit of science uh, uh, lecturing and, uh, and some pop culture. Today we're going to have a little English and literature uh, course. Who knows where that phrase comes, for, comes from? Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare's. And so, um, in fact, when Juliet is saying, Wherefore art thou, Romeo? She's not asking, Romeo, where are you? But instead, She's using the word wherefore like we would use the word why. Asking Romeo, why are you Romeo from a family that I'm not supposed to be interacting with? Because Juliet loves Romeo for himself and not because of his name. So the title for today's sermon came to me on a bike ride this week. As I am approaching a round number birthday, I've seen fit to try to get fit. And between that and the fact that the Tour de France is on every day this week. Beautiful. I dusted off my road bike and I started riding again. Now, one of the things I always wanted on my bicycle is a bicycle radio. When we were kids, bike radios came in all sorts of shapes and colors, and they were kind of clunky. You'd put them on the handlebars. I don't think I ever had one of those, but I used to make my own bike radios. I'd get the smallest transistor radio I could find and put it in some sort of mounting device on the bicycle. I remember one of the first ones I had was a little AM-FM radio from Radio Shack. Can we just say Radio Shack, may it rest in peace? I miss it. Anyway, uh, it was mounted in a Mardi Gras cup that I had cut in half vertically and stuffed with foam and had it mounted on the, on the bicycle. And a handful of years ago, I finally got a, a, a little canister Bluetooth speaker that you could strap to the bike, and I put my uh, phone in the back 
bag on the bike, and it would broadcast music from Bluetooth that way to the Bluetooth speaker. Well, now I have discovered, now that I have a thing that actually holds my iPhone on the uh, steering wheel, uh, that the phone is now equipped with speakers that are sufficient enough that the phone has now become the bicycle radio. Thank you, Steve Jobs, which allows me to play my playlist. Now, a couple years ago, Liz, my wife, started a playlist for me on Spotify. I was initially against the idea, because I like the idea of random stuff coming on the radio or on Pandora. Uh, but then I realized that for years I'd been concerned that I was going to lose my music. You know, I was just not going to be able to find it anymore. And that none of those Time Life series of CDs, who's playing CDs? They're still selling them. The CDs of music from this era or that era were an appropriate compendium of music, at least not for me. So I started putting together songs that were important to me, and now I'm up to like 14 hours of music. So in the process of creating that, there were certain songs I knew I liked, but I had no idea what they were named. And I would hunt them down, and one of them was a song by Elton John that I always liked. It was somewhat of an obscure song, but I... I didn't know the name, but I knew what it sounded like. So I hunted through all of the Elton John music until I found it. It's the song Gray Seal. So Thursday, I'm on my bicycle, and I'm riding through Bay St. Louis in downtown, and the song comes on, and it gets to the chorus. It goes like this. You all can sing it if you want. And tell me, Gray Seal, how does it feel to be so wise, to see through eyes that only see what's real? Tell me, Gray Seal. And as soon as that chorus starts about Gray Seal, I'm passing by the cemetery in Bay St. Louis, and I look up, and what do I see? Do we have a slide? I don't know if you can see this, but it's a gray tomb with the name Seal on it. I've often said God has a sense of humor, that sometimes God is messing with me in God's own way. I, I do feel for certain, though, that God wants to let us know and make it apparent to us that he is always there with us. Yet we forget that all the time. Where are you, God, in all of this, we ask him. Frustrating at the goings-on around us when we see things that we can't imagine that our God would want or God would condone. Of course, being disconnected from God like that is nothing new for us because most of us will readily admit that we forget about God lots of times in the presence of good times as well as bad. We move along day to day, event to event, most of the time never contemplating that God is right there with us. Seldom giving God the credit, and dare I say, very often giving ourselves the credit for the good things that occur to us reaching back to God principally only when things go off the rails. Now, think about how many people you know that don't think it's important to attend church. Well, oh, oh, they have their reasons, but at the end of the analysis, their message to God is, God, I know you made the church for all of us to come together and honor you and learn about you and go forth and do your works, but I'm just fine being self-sufficient forgetting that God is with them all the time, giving them life and breath, and therefore giving them every opportunity that they may have ever taken advantage of. 
Now, in order to give equal time, that doesn't take into account those people who just reject God altogether for any number of reasons based upon their own personal circumstances. They have either given up the hope on the idea that there is a God, or they don't agree with how God deals with his creation. On that latter item, my go-to response is this. If you believe there is a God, who are we to question God the creator, about what God thinks and does. Now, for those people who don't believe in God at all, our principal response ordinarily can't be to try to intellectually browbeat and assault that person into believing in God. Instead, we need to be kind toward that individual and continually introduce them to God and introduce them to Christ with the understanding of that if that person opens up their heart to the possibility of God then the Holy Spirit will enter in and work within that person to change them. Still, things can become very frustrating for us, even in the process of trying to serve God and spread his word. Why is that? Well, go back to one of the verses from today's scripture, verse 11 in Isaiah 55, where God says, So shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So why does the word of God work? It works because it's God's word and it is is as reliable as its source. So here's a question to you. What word are you sharing with other people? Hear this, if the word we share with other people is our own word, it will be no more reliable than we are. On the other hand, when you share God's word, the Holy Spirit works within other people and through the word that you express. Now, if people reject that, it's because they are resisting the Holy Spirit, which is trying to work in them. You cannot blame the Holy Spirit for the hard-heartedness of other folks. And certainly you can't blame yourself for that either if you are sharing God's word and not your own word. Our job is only to proclaim the word. It's not up to us to convert people or change people, but simply to share the word of God with them through which the Holy Spirit converts them. But the word is words. It only works if it is proclaimed. God has given us that job. Sharing God's word is not an easy task, but it is worth it because we are God's representatives when we share the message that is his and not our message. It's worth it because there's power in the word when we share it because God works through that word. It's worth it because God's word communicates forgiveness and love and grace that God offers in Jesus Christ to helpless sinners out there who need it so desperately. It's worth it because God promises us that when his word goes out, it will not come back empty. The word works always because God is always with us. He's with us in our hardship, in our pain, in our crying. 
in our fear and in our doubt and struggles, in our temptations and sins and thoughts and every action. God's with us when we're alone or in a crowd or with a friend or with an enemy. God's with us in our joy, in our achievements, in our laughter, in our blessings. He's with us on our bicycle rides and even our most mundane daily tasks. If we hold on to that fact that God is always with us, we will be prepared to do what we talked about last week that we should be ready to do, which is to ditch the old hollowed-out, numb, passive Christianity and exchange that for a heartfelt, risk-filled, impassioned life for God, having genuine love for God and other people. And now we need never ask the question, God, where art thou? He's right here waiting on us. Let us pray. God, it's as though we would say, if only we knew you were here all the time. Lord, you tell us in no uncertain terms that you are with us always. Help us to have that as our opening thought in the morning when we awaken, that we awaken to a new day with you, to your forgiveness, to your love, and the power that you give us to spread your word and change the world. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and our Savior. Amen.